0: Good evening and welcome to this service of hope and consolation. We on the church staff recognize that this is not a season of joy for everyone. And so it is that we come to offer this service where we can with others acknowledge the blue feelings, the sad feelings that many of us have in this Christmas and Advent season, and the reasons for them, and to offer ourselves to God for healing, transformation. In this service we'll sing some songs appropriate to this Advent season. We'll offer prayers to God. We'll light some candles of hope and remembrance and I pray that you'll find comfort in knowing that you are not alone in your time of suffering and pain. I believe and firmly believe that God knows of our pain and loves each of us unconditionally in the midst of the difficulties of our lives. So once again, welcome to this time of worship, and I invite you now to stand for the call to worship. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. In Him was life, and that life was the light of all. The light shines in the darkness, and the
1: darkness has never been able to
0: see. I invite you to remain standing and take your insert there, and you'll find the words to come and find the quiet center. Let us sing together. our faith using the creed which is printed there in your worship bulletin. Let us join together. We believe in God who brought forth light from darkness. We believe in Jesus who faced the darkness of the grave and rose from death to life and glory. We believe in the Holy Spirit who walks with us in darkness and light. We believe that we are surrounded by a great company of saints and angels. We believe we are called to share and proclaim the love and wonder of God. Amen. You may be seated.
2: Please join with me in praying together the opening prayer printed in your bulletin. Holy God of Advent, you became weak so we could find strength in moments of heartbreak you set aside your glory to hold our pain so we might be healed you became one of us so we would never be alone come now child of bethlehem to strengthen us may we feel your presence now not just as born long ago and far away but as the one in our hearts. You go before us into our brokenness, into hospital rooms, into empty houses, into graveyards, into our future. And you are here now, waiting for each of us to serve us, to hold us, to comfort us, to heal us, to live in us now and forever. Amen. As Bill lights candles tonight, please join me in the people's response in our candle lighting litany of remembrance printed in your bulletin. We light this candle to remember those persons who have been loved and lost. We pause to remember their name, their face, their voice. We give thanks for the memory that binds them to us in this season which anticipates Christ. May God's eternal love surround you. We light this second candle to redeem our pain and loss. We grieve the loss of loved ones and relationships, the loss of jobs, the loss of routines, the loss of health. As we gather up the pain of the past, we offer it to you, O God. We ask that into our welcome hearts, and open hands, you place the gift of peace. Refresh, restore, renew us, O God, and lead us into your future. We light this third candle to remember ourselves this Christmas time. We pause and remember the down times of the past weeks, the past months, and the past years. We recall the poignancy of our memories, our grief, our sadness, and our hurts. We know the pain of reflecting on our own mortality. Let us remember that dawn defeats darkness. This fourth candle is lit to remember our faith and the gift of hope that God offers to us in the Christmas story. We remember that God who shares our life promises a place and time of no more pain and suffering.
0: Our Old Testament scripture comes to us this evening from Isaiah chapter 9, beginning with the second verse. The people who walk in the darkness have seen a great light. For those who live in the land of deep darkness, A light will shine. You will enlarge the nation of Israel and its people will rejoice. They will rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest and like warriors dividing the plunder. For you will break the yoke of their slavery and lift the heavy burdens from their shoulders. You will break the oppressor's rod just as you did when you destroyed the army of Midian. The boots of the warrior and the uniforms bloodstained by war will all be burned. They will be fuel for the fire. For a child is born to us. A son is given to us. The government shall rest upon his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, His government and its peace will never end. He will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David for all eternity. The passion, commitment of the Lord of the heaven's armies will make this happen. Here ends the reading. I would invite you to stand as you're able for the Gospel readings. Reading just one verse from Matthew and one from John's Gospel, hear then these words, The people living in the darkness have seen a great light, and those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. And then from John's Gospel, chapter 8, verse 12, we hear these words, When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I'm the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but have the light of life. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Please be seated. Let us pray. O Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be always and in every way, acceptable unto thee our strength and our redeemer. Amen. As a young man living in rural Indiana, I was fascinated by the stories of missionaries that came to our local church, oftentimes to raise money for their work abroad. And as a young adult, I read a lot about these missionaries. One of the persons that I became fascinated with was Jim Elliot. Some of you who are older perhaps would remember this name. Many of you younger people would not, but he was one of five missionaries who was martyred in the jungles of eastern Ecuador. After his death, his wife Elizabeth returned to Ecuador as a missionary serving the same people who had killed her husband. When she returned to the United States, she uh, launched an impressive writing and speaking ministry throughout the Midwest. She opened a daily radio program that she had for many, many years. It was called Gateway to Joy, with these words, you are loved with an everlasting love. That's what the Bible says and underneath are the everlasting arms. This is your friend, Elizabeth Elliot. Well, if ever a life reminds us that ministry is best done in the shadow of grief and suffering, and not in its absence, it's the life of Elizabeth Elliot. So here we are this season in Advent. A season that's about light, hope, joy, and birth. But it's also about the reality of suffering, darkness. For darkness is why we kindle Advent candles. They remind us that God's light comes to us, yes, even in the darkness. It's strange, isn't it, when we think about it? We come in the Bleak midwinter to celebrate a season of light. It's so out of sync with nature. December has the shortest and darkest days of the year. I don't know what's going on in your yard, but all my plants are dying. I don't know what's happened to your trees, but they're bare in my house, and all the leaves are in my yard for me to dispose of. Darkness loss. They abound in this season, and despite the endless commercials with all their jingles that try to cheer us up, telling us that this is the happiest time of the year, you're here tonight because you know it is not. If you are one who walks in darkness, this can be one of the most painful times of the year. But you, already know this. Each day the people around you get more jovial while your despair, your isolation, only seem to grow. And thus there's a gap, oftentimes, between you and family and friends. And it feels like a chasm that grows each day. Your darkness, their light, your pain, their celebration, your tenderness, their delight. And so you wait in silence, perhaps even despair, hoping and waiting that the holidays will end soon. Where is the light? Where is the hope? Will Willemann summed up our hope by saying that Christians do not believe that we have the answers to the tragedies of life, but rather we have a God who, in Jesus Christ, enters tragedy, stands with us, makes a way through. The cross of Christ, the greatest of the world's tragedies, it is a sign, not an answer, not a reason for the hurt that happens in his life. It's something that's even better. The cross signifies that God is with us even in our darkest times. The cross says, wherever there is tragedy, injustice, or pain, there is God, and thus, there is light. My beloved, may I be so bold as to say to you this evening that it is the most wonderful time of the year, not because everything is as we want it to be, it is the most beautiful and wonderful time of the year because Christ was born. Love has come down. God is with us even in our pain and grief. We can bear heavy spirits, shattered dreams, broken hearts, deep wounds because God has come. We are not alone. My dear friends, Advent is for you not even though you're struggling, but because you may be struggling. Dan Lance was a college classmate of mine at Huntington College. This fall, he lost his son Joshua to cancer. As Joshua was dying and near the end of his life journey, Joshua's wife wrote the following heartfelt words that ended up on Danny's Facebook page. I don't know that I've preached many sermons from Facebook, but I want you to hear these words from his wife, from Joshua's wife. Listen to what this woman said three days before her husband died. God made us sensory people. We need things like the sound of scripture and singing the taste of communion, or a delish, delicious meal shared with loved ones, the smell of incense reminding us that our prayers rise before Christ's throne, or beautiful flowers in the springtime, the embodiment of making the sign of the cross, or kneeling, the sights of the Father's good, good creation. We need these things, and they are gifts from God to remind us of his nearness and his great love for us. Over a decade, Josh and I lit a candle with our community on Good Friday. We carried it home in the darkness of the night of the year and left it lit all weekend until we returned on Easter morning. We needed a tangible reminder that the overwhelming darkness does not have the final say, although sometimes we can't even see our hands in front of our faces, there's still light. Hope, That's God is still working, even in the darkness. She goes on to say, last night, I lit this candle. Feeling the great despair of the darkness, I needed it to keep watch with me. We sat vigil in this room where so much life has happened. It was our bedroom when we first bought our home. It housed numerous friends who needed a place to stay. It is a space where countless hours were spent laughing at the office and earnestly hoping and cheering for our favorite sports teams. And now, now it's the room where I watch and pray for a new creation for peace and comfort, for joy in what will soon be loved, fully realized. I am so thankful for this tiny light that reminds me of the truth amidst so much sorrow clouding my vision. I am so very thankful for the community of people who watch and wait and pray with us in the final leg of this journey. I'm so very thankful to have had the gift of being Josh's wife for almost 20 years, and though it's excruciating of having the privilege of walking him home to Jesus. My friend's son, Joshua Lance, passed away on October 21st. He was 40 years old. The author of Isaiah is writing at a time of persecution and the captivity of his people. He has no illusions about the reality of despair and how it could cripple. He's speaking to the Israelites from the center of their darkness and yet Isaiah declares with sheer audacity The people who walk in the darkness will see a great light. For those who live in the land of deep deep darkness, a light will shine. Beloved, we have all in this place seen the darkness. Yet, I will suggest to you that there is no place, no matter how dark, where we have to walk where God has not already walked before us, Thus, in the bleak midwinter of our suffering and darkness, we see a great light. For those who live in the land of deep darkness, a light will shine. This is our hope. This is our prayer. This is our faith. Amen. My friends, in just a moment, I'm going to ask Lauren to come. We're going to light candles. I don't know if we have enough. We've never had this many people here before. What a great problem to have. We will light candles. If you're with a group of family members, you may want to light one for the family. If we run out of candles, Laura and I will offer you a blessing here at the table. So come as you feel led to come as the music plays and the candles are lit.
2: Let us take a few moments now to close our eyes, to center ourselves, and to breathe in God's peace together. Let us go to God in prayer. Gracious and loving God, We come to you tonight as a community touched by grief. We acknowledge that our journeys have been so difficult and our hearts have been broken by our losses. We bring all of our emotions, our tears, and our wounds to you. And we know that you continue to meet us and lovingly hold us just where we are and just as we are. In the midst of our shadowed journeys of loss, we are mindful that your great love shines an abiding light along our delicate paths. As these candles glow brightly tonight, in memory of those whom we deeply love and in remembrance of all that we tenderly grieve, we sense your steady presence with us. May we find comfort in the gentle awareness that we are not navigating this path alone. As we move through this season of waiting, connect us, nurture us, and hold us in your grace. May we offer your sacred gift of hope to ourselves, to one another, and to our grieving world. For it is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please stand and join us this evening in our closing hymn, hymn number 196, Come Thou Long-Expected Jesus.
0: Now hear these words of blessing and benediction. In the silence, may the word dwell in your hearts. In your brokenness, may the Holy Spirit bind your wounds. In your pain, may the one who can heal you touch your soul. And all God's people said, Amen.